For too long, the fertility market has been bewildering, overwhelming, and frankly, I think has downright ignored the needs and difficult experiences of the people they're supposed to be serving. Ovum has made it their mission to change this completely. Now, I am extremely choosy about who I promote on this podcast because I'm very protective of my listeners and audience, which is why you've probably only ever heard one spoken ad like this before. So it's with complete confidence, excitement and pride that I can share this amazing company with you. Ovum care about you, truly. From creating products to support conception and fertility that are designed by doctors and backed by the latest science without cutting any corners, from adding access to meditations I've personally written and recorded inside their pregnancy test boxes, Ovum is founded by individuals who've navigated infertility themselves. I really couldn't be more proud to partner with them and tell you about them. Ovum is driven by the belief that everyone who is trying to conceive deserves better, and I am 100% behind this ethos. So head over to startwithovum.com and use code LIFERAFT10 for 10% off their tests and supplements. Welcome to this episode of Fertility Life Raft Podcast. Um, so I'm here with my wonderful friend Helen, who I still haven't actually met in real life, but we are going to meet very soon, aren't we, Helen? We hell. are. Never seen Helen before. I can't believe that I haven't met. How has this not happened? I don't know, but the amount of voice notes that we have shared and the amount of chat, and we've actually worked together quite a lot over the last few years now, haven't we? You've done lots of beautiful stuff for my members and we've uh, you've been on the podcast before actually I have. I have. Um, but we are back because we have a lot to say don't we <laughs> and it's time to share isn't it we could almost release our voice notes yeah I think they do <laughs> how has no one done that that's a good idea the voice note collection oh yeah um but the, the reason, I mean, we've just had a big conversation just now um, before I press record and uh, we, we could go on and on. But essentially what we're going to talk about on this podcast is our experience as kind of practitioners in the fertility world and the relationship between practitioners and their practitioners and coaches and whatever you want to call them professional, any professional, essentially working with people who are trying to bring home a baby. I think that's term we need to go with um and the relationship that they have with with their client or with their patient and and the the language and communication that is used um which we have been observing now for several years and, and being on the receiving end of and been on the receiving end yeah, of absolutely yeah which we believe needs to have some more attention put on it yes very much so, very unregulated. And I think at the heart of what our conversations are is about, you know, when you are trying to bring your baby home, you're on that journey, which is, you know, steep, rocky, don't really know it's gonna finish. I think one of the places we go to really easily, really readily is to find the thing that we're not doing right, the thing that we are not trying hard enough with, we need to change our diet, our, you know, things we wanna try. And that's no, you know, not critiquing that, that we want to solve it, don't we? we want to get there quicker, we want to find the thing. And so we start to find, you know, people that will help us to do that. And I think my big drive for the conversations we have is 
infertility is never anybody's fault and it isn't through a lack of trying or it isn't through a lack of doing things and I I think yeah I think that's a lot where our conversation goes isn't it really trying to shed unravel these kind of layers of blame that can kind of it's like a little bit of a rock that gathers you know moss as it rolls down the hill isn't it we're left not knowing what to eat what to do I think there's so much we could say about the language I think we're both really interested in language aren't we really in the language that we use and and the consequences of the language that we use there's so 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 much to this because yes exactly that it's not anyone's fault and that's not to say that we can't take responsibility for what's going on it's not to say that we just go well it's not my fault so I'm not going to do anything about it that's that's different you know we take responsibility for what's happening in terms of going okay this is what's going on in my life where can I find the best support where can I lean into self-compassion how can I get through this and find the information in an empowered way that I need without someone basically telling me that my thoughts beliefs everything that I'm eating everything that I'm doing is the reason why mind body experts out there fully qualified nutritionists so many practitioners working in acupuncture reflexology all of those alternative therapies they are amazing people and you know I'm so grateful to the people that I found on my own journey who supported me through and gave me information that I just hadn't heard before and that I found was absolutely fascinating and I also I loved that I was taking ownership and doing things that I felt not only that hopefully was helping my fertility but that just made me feel more in control and because we know you know I was listening to a really good um, podcast last night between you know diary of a ceo Stephen, and um dr tarley i think her name is and she's done this huge ted talk around it's so interesting she's a neuroscientist so she was talking about the studies that they've done around control and uncertainty and how different it is when we do have more agency and we do feel like we've got more control it makes us feel happier it makes us feel calmer when we are taking ownership over what's going on and making choices and seeing people who we believe are going to help us The issue that is gathering that moss around the stone because of that unregulation in our industry, in our space, is that there is no understanding about where the communication boundaries lie between that practitioner or professional supporting the client or patient in what they're actually telling them is evidenced, researched and going to make a difference Mm -hmm. and it's really really important that everybody working in this space recognizes the vulnerability of the people that they're supporting and doesn't promise them success rates when there is no grounded evidence or backup research to show that it's their work that is doing that well I think it's what we talked about before we press record isn't it It would be lovely if we thought if we add A and B, we'll get C. And that's how it works. And that's how our brain wants to work, isn't it? We want to find answers. We want to think, oh, well, if I did this, then this is going to tip the balance. And that's going to be the thing that will allow me to conceive, you know. We feel so out of control when we're trying to conceive and we're not getting pregnant. It's like, it's horrible because you just don't know what, it's terrifying. And if you are somebody that, is quite ordered and rigid and you will go to that place really quite quickly and I think the thing that I want to kind of I want to change and I want it to change at a pace that is kind of quicker than it feels probably possible but I think we can kind of do something is this there's a dangerous kind of language sometimes isn't there that and I'll, I'll use a few examples so you have a block <laughs> 
you, a mindset block a mindset block a subconscious block a childhood block you know there's that kind of block language something within that is I'm, not, I'm going to use the words that is at your fault and it's the thing that you have created this block and it's you know we're going to help you to shift the block and then you'll get pregnant so that's something that I see quite a lot I see an awful lot of talk about toxins in quite a vague way <laughs> it's like so it's kind of like you become terrified of the contents of your own shower shelf you know so there's that kind of like toxin and it goes through trends so if you've been in this landscape for a long time you'll have known that at the moment it seems to be mold so there's these kind of trends of like these are the things and your, your toxicity levels I see that quite a lot you know if someone had told me that I needed to skip a thousand times a day <laughs> yeah skip it you know I don't know I'll do it yeah would have told me to do and I would have blamed myself if I only managed to skip 900 times that day so how could we dismantle some of this how could we soften some of it and how can people listening to this who are in the middle of that journey now you know maybe they're putting together a plan for their next IVF cycle this kind of quite you know it's, it's, it's going to be hard plan maybe to execute to pay for because it's financially quite expensive to take the supplements to do all of the holistic yeah. practices all of these things that we we are kind of we're surrounded by noise particularly in social media of what fertility looks like and we lose sight of the fact that fertility is actually quite mysterious you know the minute you start to think of friends and family and and their conceptions and then the minute you start to look around when you're walking around towns and cities it's really complicated and it's so easy to come to that point of like well it's me and it does and I've said this in many of my pieces of writing it's gendered also so it's like the woman carries that usually you don't want to overgeneralize but usually the woman carries that on her shoulders very very heavily yes we do a lot of unpacking there's so much critical unpacking to do and I think sometimes I don't doubt that any practitioner working with women in the field of fertility wants to help and do their best by those clients. But at the same time, and I'm going to say something, you know, I'm going to get a little bit contentious. It is a business as well. So it's like, at what point, how is that language that is calling in clients being framed? How is it being used? Where is the regulation for that kind of uh, industry? Where is the, um, you know, I come from the teaching background. I've been a teacher for 25 years. You have to regulate, you have to reflect, you have to evaluate, you have to be watched when your lessons, all that kind of stepping into this wellness field uh, seven or eight years ago was really shocking to me that no, no one's going to come and check on you. No one's going to, there's no staff room for you to go and talk about, uh, you know, a thing that happened. Yeah, I think that's where our conversations have been going. Yes. Like, how could this be? Where's the scope for discussion about all of this? That was just so, so, so well summed up. I'm glad you're here because I do go off on a massive ramble. So, so well done um, <laughs> for getting all that in. And it's absolutely all of what you just said. You know, I wrote a blog last week um, on, in response to Katie Seppi's post, which she said, so Katie Seppi runs Chasing Creation, which is the community for um, women, specifically women, I think, isn't it? Yeah. Who find themselves childless, not by choice. So it's when treatment hasn't... Um, ended with a child or you know they just haven't done whatever it is they, they've found themselves childless not by choice so she runs this amazing community and she's spoken on it before and we've spoken t- together before Caitlin she should probably be on this podcast actually but she wrote this blog uh, this post called infertility is not a mindset issue and fuck any fertility coach who tells you otherwise and there was a such a huge reaction and loads of you know obviously I am a mindset coach I am a mindset fertility coach um, but I wrote this blog, you know, really quickly afterwards because I felt so much that I wanted to pour out as a response to it. And that I felt people need to hear because it's it's a really fine line between saying 
look, there is incredible things that you can do with your mindset and, and all of the work that I do as a fertility coach. And there are incredible things that a nutritionist can help you with and that you help with, Helen, and like all these incredible energy practitioners. You know, I love all of that. And it's, it's, it's such an incredible wealth of information and resources that people can access. But we have got to be so careful when we are using language to market ourselves as coaches or practitioners. You cannot use, you know, I have 88% success rate with my clients when there is just no evidence to show that that's the case, that it was your work that did that. I, I really feel strongly. But also also that we've got to, to move away, I think, from, you know, certainly what I want to do for my clients and everybody who comes into my memberships and courses you know I want them to find a connection to themselves that feels so steady that whatever happens and I know this does sound impossible and that it wouldn't have you know wouldn't wouldn't be possible but whatever happens they are going to have the resources internally and externally to manage like whatever whatever does happen so I, I I think it's very important that we don't say and don't make false promises around do mindset work with me to increase your chances of conception it's really interesting isn't it you know like I've worked with many women now in this field as a doula as a yoga teacher fertility yoga teacher somatic practitioner and I could do that (laughs) I could I could talk about how many of my clients have got pregnant through working with me with the body I'm glad that I've supported them in that route there and I hope that the tools that I've equipped them with have been supporting them with their anxiety with their relationship with their body all of the things that I, I focus on but there's a kind of really interesting attachment that it's like well and I have seen a yoga teacher fertility yoga teacher do this I ran my class and out of those 15 people because they did this because they did this class we had a yeah exactly a 75% success rate that's great and I read that and thought I wonder how the 25% people who went to that class are feeling when they read your posts because we don't know how egg and sperm meet and the mysterious things that need to happen and even the most amazing reproductive consultant doesn't fully know because if they did then they would have a very long client waiting list, wouldn't they? There is a mystery. And yes, there are lots of things we can do on that journey that we might want to feel better. And this is where it gets complicated. It's broad brushstrokes. We know what healthy is. We know what that looks like. We can't argue that if you're going to try and get pregnant, it would be probably what most people would do. If you're smoking, you want to stop smoking. If you're drinking an awful lot, you want to stop drinking. If you're feeling really anxious and negative, there's other things that you might want to do to in yourself to prepare yourself for what's going to come next. But I think, and it gets to this really kind of fine, fine detailed levels of these tiny, tiny things that you need to do. And it becomes quite obsessive for some people. There's not a lot of people talking about that. The essence of what this conversation is all about is if you listen to this, it's not your fault. You know, you're doing an amazing job. You are doing an amazing job. You're doing above and beyond. Absolutely. 60% of the population get to just do rolling around in bed. You know, you're doing a lot of work. And if you're not with a practitioner who's not making you feel that, and isn't really recognizing what you're going through and how much you know you're putting into this and making you feel better when you walk out the door we have to question that don't we I think absolutely I think it's the it's the blame and it's the fault and I think people want to investigate all sorts of things maybe things that they haven't even thought about doing before because when they get to this point they might be so desperate and I certainly was 
that you do look for everything, 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 everything. And we were talking about the idea of connecting to spirit babies and manifestation and all of these different things. You know what? Go for it. If that's if that's how you, you know, absolutely lovely. If that's how you want to go down and you want to work with people who are sharing the information that they um, have read about or that they want to teach you, then that's that's all great. So it's not that we're saying, you know, that you, you, you shouldn't do that. It's much more around the language and the communication that that practitioner or person supporting you is saying to you. And it's and just what you said there, Helen, if they're not making you feel really good about yourself, if you're leaving any kind of membership or course or one-to-one session thinking, oh God, I'm not doing enough of X, Y, and Z, or, you know, yes, maybe that block is blocking me or whatever it is. It's just taking on more pressure, actually. And what we're always trying to do is release more pressure and and find more self-compassion. And that's the thing that's actually going to really help you, you know, feel that you're in flow, that you're in alignment, that you're able to receive whatever it is that you want to receive. It's perfection, isn't it? I think we're kind of thinking that we should be at this perfect peak perfection you don't need to be perfect and you don't have to be doing everything perfectly because the weight of trying to do that arguably doesn't really feel that great a lot of the time you know I work with with so many women who going on holiday and they don't feel that they can have an ice cream you know oh my god totally but I get it because I I I, it comes back to the agency and, and information that you need to have so I think what it's around is around feeling empowered and getting the information that you need and doing it in a pressure-free, self-compassionate way so that you end up just going, right, I'm going to make my empowered decisions about what I'm going to do and I'm going to give myself my treats when I want them and that's fine. And it is not, you know, a piece of cake is not going to ruin everything or, you know, me thinking something really negative one day is not going to be the block that's going to stop me from this round of treatment working. You know, I got myself tangled in knots with that, with my own, this is why I do what I do because I'm so passionate around like, it's okay. You don't have to be positive all the time. You know, shifting, shifting, shifting the the beliefs from that is is untangling the mess that I got into reading all the manifestation books that I read, even though I love manifestation and I do talk about that. And I'm really clear with that. But I get, you know, I, I there's someone who follows me who's got quite a big platform. And I said something around manifestation, which wasn't even to do with manifesting a baby because I've never said that and I never would. But I said something around manifestation and and got all these DMs. Can you explain that a bit further, please? Can you, um, what do we, she really came at me and I was like, I wasn't saying anything. Like, I don't come at me. I'm the one telling people that they shouldn't be talking about manifesting babies. But the, <laughs> but I was, even just the word I know can be, really divisive and that whole conversation is is a is it well it's a whole other block isn't it that we need to investigate as well but anyway so it's all around communication that practitioners and um, people working in the field are using and how they're making you feel yeah we're our own best critic you know we do it to ourselves we do it to ourselves so readily yeah. and communication it's not we're really interested in the practitioner field but that sits within a social construction of how we are perceived as women and women's medical health care it sits within so many different kind of socio-economic layers that are really really hard to unpack and how we do that to ourselves we don't need to be adding to the mix adding to the mix it's looking for those red flags isn't it you know make people making promises people seeing you through a deficit lens all the time instead of this lovely asset lens of what you're bringing because we'll find our people that will echo all of the rubbish things we say to ourselves that's just how human psychology works and it's checking in and thinking what's working for me here 
what is making me feel really good and really positive and you know you know empowered it might not even be a practitioner it could be a book you're reading you know it could be someone you're following on Instagram that every time you're thinking oh that's another thing that I don't feel I'm doing right we have to curate our own chamber don't we that we live in and it's a traumatizing experience to go through and we're not always thinking rationally are we we're not you said you went down to do the manifestation books. I went into diet very, very heavily. I've got my own complex background with eating. That was where I was my comfortable place. Okay, you're going to tell me that I'm going to eat really kind of this? I will, and I'll do a really good job of it. I think we'll find our little places. For some people, you know, it might be exercise or holistic practices. You know, everyone's going to find their place where they feel they can really focus. I mean, I certainly did. I went down the diet thing. as well. I remember having a piece of ham once and getting really thinking, oh, my God, I've just had this processed meat why have I done but it was just like one piece of ham like what on earth like but my brain was so conditioned to think well no I can't possibly do that because it's going to affect things and I can't mess this up I can't mess this up it's down to me the pressure was unbelievable and we do that to ourselves and I think this is just really opening out this conversation which will be a difficult conversation I think sometimes when people are running businesses and they want to you know believing in what they're offering people but I think it's kind of where's the benchmark of what is okay and what isn't okay and where is that discussion happening I think I want that discussion to happen I want this to be the start of that discussion of like this is the kind of line of like you know what is what is right and what is actually going to make people feel quite rubbish yeah yeah absolutely and well there's more there's more to say on this isn't there (laughs) and we are gonna definitely very measured yeah I do I do and uh, you know if you if you're listening and you're a practitioner and you're thinking what what are they talking like I like I think people working in the space are amazing I think they genuinely are brilliant if you're in this field you're probably doing it because you genuinely want to help so you know, that's an amazing thing. And that's an amazing thing to want to offer your kind of gifts. But it's understanding that line that's so important. On that note, I feel like we should wrap up this chat because I've obviously... (laughs) It's been an opening of something that I think we've wanted to talk about for really quite a long time. I would say a big percentage of people who come into this field to support other women in this field have been on their own journey themselves, you know, and they might have found something that really worked for them that they want to share because they felt that was the thing that worked for them. So people come into this with heart and a good heart, but it's where's the space for all of this dialogue? That's, you know, and where do we get to, where do we get to reflect on our practice? Because that's all part of it, isn't it? It's that reflection and, and, and figuring it out. So thank you very much for joining us for this episode. Um, I'm going to put some links in the show notes for you with, um, yeah, link. Well, if you're listening and you want to be in a space which feels really gentle and where it's not about blame or fault, then join the Life Rough membership, um, which starts from £7 a month. And follow Helen. Oh, you're Helen Davenport Peace now on Instagram. Just gone with my name. Just my name. Helen Davenport Peace best name ever Helen feel better just like a big old hug really (laughs) you are you're the most gentle amazing it's such a gorgeous account I love every post so go and follow Helen and follow both of us because we are definitely going to continue this chat and if you are a practitioner as well then do follow what we're doing because there's going to be lots and lots more where this comes from all right thanks everyone take care now bye bye